welcome to the I Should Be Happier podcast miniseries, where two life coaches share practical tools for figuring out where your happiness is hiding. No love and light, no hollow mantras, just real tools to help your brain find what you're looking for. Let's go. Welcome, everyone, to our second episode of I Should Be Happier. I'm Meg Gluckman, and I'm here with Beth Freeman. And as we teed up on our last episode, today we're going to talk about how we think about our past and how it affects how happy we are in our present. And what we as coaches teach our clients is that it's not actually what happened in our past that affects our ability to be happy right now. It's how we're thinking about our past that affects our current emotions. And we like to point out that there is, you know, some difference between therapy and coaching. And especially when folks are talking about stuff that has happened in the past, perhaps stuff that was traumatic. We like to differentiate between therapy and coaching. And the way that I describe it is that therapy is about helping us process the past. So a therapist might help us go back and kind of relive some of the past and experience and work through the feelings of the moment or whatever happened. Um, And coaching is really about what are we thinking about what happened? What are the thoughts that we have about it today? Because those thoughts kind of paint a story of it. And the story is what is um, affecting how we feel. Beth, do you want to add anything to that description there? No, I think that's great. It's it's just that story. It's what's present moment Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. our brain reacts to the present moment, not to the past. Our thoughts are only in the present moment. So feel free to ignore or change, which is easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Just being aware that what your brain is telling you about the past is a story can really give you more space to decide how you want to feel today. Right. Right. And like I like to tell my clients, we can have a lot of different stories about the same thing from the past. Yes. And, and we're going to give you some examples today. Um, Beth and I both work with a lot of questions with our clients. That's kind of like, I think of questions as powerful questions as kind of the currency of coaching. And we're going to share three powerful questions today that you can use um, when you're thinking about your past and whether the way that you're thinking about your past is allowing you to find all the happiness that you want to find in the present moment. So to start, um, question number one that we have is what story am I telling about my past? What story am I telling about my past? So like I said, we can have many stories about the same circumstance of the past or the same facts of something that happened in the past. And 
I'll go ahead and I'll give one example and then I'll throw it over to Beth to give an example. Um, I had a client who I was coaching a few months ago and she had a story about how her son had fallen behind in reading um, during the first year of COVID. And she had been homeschooling him and she felt like he had fallen behind in where he should be for reading um, as a, as a six-year-old, seven-year-old. And the way that she was telling the story, she really was feeling like she was a failure as a teacher, as a parent teacher, right? And that he was in trouble. And we worked together to tell a different story. I asked her, how could you tell this story in a way that you are the hero of the story? And so then when, when she put on that hat of being the hero, the story she told about the same time period was so different. She said, I helped him navigate you know, the shutdown of school. I helped him like navigate the fact that he didn't, he couldn't go play with friends anymore. And we had to change up our schedule. And all of a sudden he had to wear masks and we were trying to work from home and all of these different pieces that she successfully navigated to where she had a seven-year-old that was happy and healthy and kind of grounded in it at ease, right? And who, you know, perhaps if times had been normal, like might be at a different reading place, but she, when she was able to paint this story of her as the hero, she felt confident. She felt capable. She was proud of him for everything that he had accomplished this year. And both stories are true. Like on one hand, the story that he's behind where he should be in normal times of reading might be true, but so is the story of all the, the social and emotional growth and well-being that she has created for him because of, of what she has focused on this year instead. So that's just, that's one example of changing the story about her past. Beth, do you have an example to share? Yeah. And that was such a good example. And I love your question about telling the story as a hero. Mm. So what story am I telling about my past? And can I tell this story with myself as a hero? Mm. So good together. Yeah. My, my client's story is fairly similar. She came to me between jobs. It wasn't a voluntary termination. And she was starting to look for the next thing, the next job that hopefully will be making her happy. And the story from the past that was just plaguing her was that she started off without a degree. And even though she got a degree over her 20 year career, it wasn't the MBA degree that she thought she should have at this level. And she was so focused on that lack of a degree, the story that I'm going to be telling future employers that I'm just a person without a degree. 
and that story was leading her all sorts of directions. Like I should start over in a new field. I should Mm -hmm. do all these things. When, when she told the story with herself as a hero, she was able to say, I have 20 years of experience in this. Mm -hmm. I am awesome. I've worked with so many, so many different companies. I will be perfect for the company. I have so many things I'm passionate about. Like the story about her being a hero was so much longer. And yes, both stories were true, but really the story with her as a hero was more true than the one that she wanted to focus on. The one that was really consuming her thoughts and making it hard for her to do anything and feel okay about her current moment. So it's, it is really important how you tell the story. This one was very practical. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. this matters to applying to mm-hmm, jobs, mm-hmm. but it also matters to how you feel about yourself right now. Yeah. And I think what's powerful too, is that both in your example, like both stories are true. Like she doesn't have an MBA, right? Mm -hmm. But she has all this other stuff. And so it's the choice about what do we focus on? Right. Right. Because one story has her feeling pretty negative and lacking and like in kind of a scarcity mindset. Right. And then the other story is about sufficiency and capableness and and probably really fills her with some feelings of, you know, empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of going back to school and starting over, she started applying for C-level jobs. Like, mm-hmm. Instead mm-hmm. of going back to the beginning, she was able to see like, you can go for the top. It's, it was so good. I was so proud of her. Yeah. It's amazing. Right. And, and just to emphasize, like, nothing outside of her changed. Nothing at all. Yeah. Right. Like nothing that anyone else would see changed. It was just her choosing one story over another. Yep. So powerful. Okay. So that first question was what story am I telling about my past? And if we add on, how can I tell the story with me as a hero? I love it. Okay. So the question number two that we're going to share with y'all, just super powerful, which past beliefs no longer serve me? Sometimes we think about this as like a clean slate question, right? Like which past beliefs can we just, you know, work on chucking out, out the window. Um, And when we talk about beliefs as coaches, the way that we define beliefs is it's just a thought that we've thought over and over and over again, right? It's literally can be just a sentence in our mind that we have thought over and over and over again to the point where we just believe it's true, right? It just seems like a fact because we've thought it so much. So my example, um, of this was a lot of past beliefs that I've had about what I thought about my body. And I've kind of chipped away at it bit by bit. Um, The last one that I really worked on a whole bunch was my sense that my legs were unattractive. 
And like, it just seemed like a fact, like it just seemed like there was no doubt about it, that these were not sexy legs, that these were like legs that like, you know, (laughs) should never show up at the beach. Right. Right. And I worked on it, um, through a lot of, a lot of different questions and reflections. Right. Um, and I won't go through them all right now, but it was a belief that I had had for a long time. It, it was in my past a lot. Like I can think of different memories, um, over my lifetime where I have had this strong belief that my legs were unattractive. And so, you know, chose outfits to cover them up and so forth. Um, And at some point just realizing like, I didn't want to believe that anymore and recognizing that nothing outside of me was going to change in such a way that all of a sudden I didn't believe it. Right. Like society, (laughs) uh, social media, nothing was going to change out there to make me feel like, no, my legs are sexy. They're wonderful. They're awesome. No, it was going to have to be an inside job. And, and I went about changing that belief. Um, Beth, what, what past belief example do you have of, of, of a past belief that no longer serves you or a client example? Yeah, this client, was had this thought and I heard her say it so many times, which mm-hmm. is so interesting because it happens like that. And her belief was, I just don't adjust well to change. Mm-hmm. And what is interesting about the belief and how you just say it to yourself over and over is that you can't even look at the opposite examples. Mm. Like that's your story. That's the only story you see in the past mm-hmm. anymore. So with this client who said, I don't adjust well to change, she was totally ignoring, you know, moving when she was little, different school, like there's obviously going to be examples of the opposite, but in her example, she had just made these changes that she was so happy about. She had gotten married and had a kid and even I think it was a year and a half later, she was still saying, I don't adjust well to change. I'm not adjusting well to this change because I don't adjust well to change. Mm -hmm. And that is, you can go back to the past for other examples, but what's really going to change it is knowing right now, even though my brain wants to tell me that I don't adjust well to change because Mm -hmm. that's what I've been telling myself for so long it's just a belief. It's just a thought. If I let it go, you know, in her example, I can appreciate how much I love being at home with my newborn. Yeah. This is a dream come true. Yeah. And if every, if I stop thinking, but I haven't adjusted well to this change, I don't adjust well to change. Every time you look at your baby that you love so much, like, you can, you can just love the baby and not Mm -hmm. have that thought and Mm -hmm. having her make that change made her life better. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love how, I mean, 
it comes down to like, we can choose another thought in that moment, right? Even if we've thought this one thought, we've had this belief for so long, we can, we can just choose one, one step different, right? One incremental thought different to, to shift things. Yes. Just that little bit, right? That's such, such a perfect point too. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to go from, you know, in your case, these yeah. aren't sexy legs to yes. like doing the can-can somewhere. Like, yeah, that's exactly. not the belief change we're saying. Just right. saying, maybe it's okay. Yeah. Or, or this person, like I'm looking at my baby and loving it. Like right. that's, I'm adjusting to this change. I'm adjusting to this change. Yeah. I think for me, I think that's a really good point that I should highlight. Like I did not go from feeling like, oh, my legs are ugly to, I have the sexiest legs out there. Right. I went, um, gradually there, but, but first the, the thought that I had to, I had to see that I was thinking it right. And I had to see that it wasn't a fact like that my legs, legs were ugly, like that, yeah. you know, that's not an actual fact. And then from there, once I recognize, okay, this is a thought that I'm having and I don't want to continue having it. Right. Then the next one up for me was a neutral thought, which was, I have legs, right? <laughs> like yes. I am a human with legs. Right. And then incrementally, I was able to kind of like keep moving it up until I got to a really positive thought about my legs and more positive thoughts about my body. And I'm imagining for her, your client, like it was similar, right? Like she, she was able to like, just notice the fact of like, she was actually doing well with this change that was happening. And then she was growing her belief that she was actually someone who did adjust well to change, right? Like one thought at a time. And it's so much like, it is like the first question, what story I'm, am I telling about the past? Mm -hmm. Because you can tell two stories and either one is true. Mm -hmm. And if you've simplified it just to the one thought, like that thought might be true, mm -hmm. but the other thought is just as true too. You get to choose between them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah completely. And you can just sense the difference, right? I mean, for me, just going from a negative thought that like my legs are ugly, which made me feel bad, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, like, I don't even need another word. It was just like bad, right? Mm -hmm. It made me feel bad to a thought like I have, I have human legs, right? Which just makes me feel like neutral, right? And then slowly, incrementally, I, I was able to get to a place of like, my legs are strong. My legs do so much for me. I love my legs, right? Like I was able to work up to this like positive emotion about it, which is the whole point, right? Which is like finding those places where past beliefs about ourselves are generating negative emotions for us, right? I mean, the reason that that you encouraged your client to like move onto a different thought was because that thought that she doesn't adjust well to change was making her feel bad, horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like the thought itself is not a problem, but 
if we notice that we're reinforcing these thoughts, especially about ourselves, right, that generate negative feelings, like we have a choice to choose something different. Yeah, it's worth the time mm-hmm. to figure out which past beliefs, which past stories are making you feel bad right now because right. they're choices. Right. right. Habits, they don't feel like choices mm-hmm. maybe right now. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's what we get to do with this work yeah. is see that they're choices and make new ones. Right. And that's just kind of that like little incremental happiness, right? I mean, that's yeah. what we're talking about here. I should be happier. It's we're finding those little places that we can adjust and tweak. Yes. To get more joy and more positive feelings into our life. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Question number three that we have for y'all. Where am I using past experience or lack of experience to limit myself? So this is really when we look to the past for evidence of whether or not we're going to be able to do something in our future, right? And the, I have so many examples of this, but um, the one that really resonates the most strongly for me is just the evidence for me of what I've earned in the past, what my income has been. And for a long time, I just really seriously felt like that was the limit to what I would be able to earn in the future. You know, like what, what can a mom of two kids who wants to be able to be home with her kids after school, you know, and like today when they're homesick, (laughs) um, be home with them, you know, what can she actually earn and doing work that she loves? Like what, what's my actual earning potential? And when I looked at my past, I felt so limited, you know, like I just did not have the evidence that I could, could make, you know, more than 50 grand even in a year. And, um, but I remember, and I'm not sure which coach it was, one of our coaches, um, saying that you never have evidence of your ability to do something before the first time that you do it. Right. And it's probably worded better somewhere else, but I just love that idea, right? Like the first time that I make a hundred grand will be the first time that I make a hundred grand. And there won't be evidence that I can do that or that I have done it in the past before I actually do it. And, um, you know, similarly, like a lot of, a lot of times we give the example of toddlers who like have zero evidence that they're going to be able to learn to walk, right? Like they've never walked a single day in their life. Right but everybody around them has full confidence that they're going to be able to do it. And they keep, even no matter how many times they fail, no matter how many times they fall down, they keep trying it and they don't have evidence until the first day that they actually walk. And I just like, I love that example to keep going back to because we so often limit ourselves by what we've been able to do in the past. And when we notice that we're doing that, it's, um, 
it's super powerful because we can change. We can change that thought. Yeah. Do you have an example, Beth? Yeah. For me, my, my bugbear, my past experience that I kept using against myself was that long story of pinging back and forth from architecture to teaching to yoga, blah, 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 blah. And what I was telling myself was that that means I'm just flaky. That mm. means I'm going to do something for a little while and that I'm just going to stop. I'm going to either actually give up or I'm going to change directions. There were quite a few tiny business starts in there that never went anywhere. And I am, am not so good anymore, but I certainly was very good at using that to mean right now that what I'm doing is going to fail, mm. which is not a happy place to be. But like, you know, the toddler thing is so perfect because mm -hmm. that toddler doesn't have evidence that it's going to stick with something or which that something is learning to walk. Like you, you make the evidence as it goes mm -hmm. and what you're looking at, you can see what's happening right now as evidence that you're going to succeed, or you can look at the past as evidence. I'm going to fail. You get to choose, mm -hmm. you get to choose. It's, it's amazing how much power we have to choose. Yeah, right. Completely. And I think it's a little tricky too. Sometimes we don't even realize that we're making plans or making assumptions about our future because we have these like hidden thoughts about what's possible based upon our past, you know, like, um, thoughts about like clients that are dating, you know, and their ability to find like a partner, mm -hmm. you know, where everything really clicks if they're just relying entirely upon the evidence of the past where they haven't found a person before, you know, that can be very, um, disheartening mm -hmm. to them that they're going to be able to find it. Or similarly, you know, somebody applying for jobs who has, you know, gone through interview processes and been rejected, um, many times, right? Like if they're looking at their past and the evidence of their success, like that can be very disheartening, right? Like, well, I've never succeeded as opposed to, and this kind of goes back to our first question, like, how do I want to tell this story? Right? Yeah. Like we can tell the story of going through 20 job interviews and not getting a job as major failure and, you know, and kind of be filled with a lot of negative feelings, or we can frame it in such a way of like, here's everything that I've learned. Here's, here's how I'm better equipped to go after the next job. Here's, you know, here's how I've grown over this time, which, which leaves us feeling more powerful potentially. Right. Right. Yeah. And letting it be a process too. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have the evidence yet, but that doesn't mean the evidence will never exist. That's right. And there's a saying that I did not understand for way too long and I'm not remembering it right now, <laughs> but you know, it, 
it never works until it does. Yeah. Yeah. It's obvious that you're not going to have evidence yet because it hasn't worked yet because Mm -hmm. it doesn't work until it does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's always in the last place you look. Oh, that's a good one. It's always in the last place you look because you stop looking after uh-huh. you've gotten. Right. <laughs> that was the one I didn't get for the longest time. I was like, that's the stupidest saying ever. You're, <laughs> it doesn't help me actually find it is the feeling. And this question is the same thing. Like I'm using the past experience or last of ex- lack of experience. I haven't found it yet to limit myself to say, mm-hmm. I'm never going to find it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful questions. So I think we'll leave y'all with just a thought that if you're not feeling as happy as you want to be feeling right now, one of the areas you can look to is how are you relating to your past? And that these three questions, and I'll, I'll just say them one more time, might be helpful to see where, how you're thinking about your past, how, how you're telling stories about your past is generating some negative emotions instead of happiness right now. So the first question was, what story am I telling about my past? And can I tell it with me as the hero? That was our little add on. Um, the second one was which past beliefs no longer serve me? And the third one was, where am I using past experience or lack of experience to limit myself? So good. Beth, any last thoughts or words on this topic? I think we've done a good job of explaining how your past can affect your future, your Mm -hmm. current state of being. And don't write that off and don't judge yourself mm. for the stories you've been telling yourself. Yeah. Yes. It's Thank you. just how it's happened so far and you get to choose going forward. No judgment for the past. So many options in the future. Yes. So good. Right. Perfect. Love it. Okay. We will see you all for our next episode where we'll be talking about our thoughts and our beliefs that lead us to love the present moment. Thank you all. Thank you. See you next time. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of I should be happier. If you want to see how the coaching tools we shared today could apply to your life, then we invite you to schedule a free coaching consult call to learn more about working one-on-one with either of us. You can find a time that works for you on our websites. Meg is at meggluckman.com and Beth is at bethfreeman.coach. Come say hi on Instagram too, Meg Gluckman and Beth Freeman Coach. Till next time, take care. <laughs>